The risk of trading futures and options can be substantial. All information, publications, and material used and distributed by Advanced Trading Incorporated shall be construed as solicitation. ATI does not maintain an independent research department as defined in CFTC Regulation 1.71. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed by Advanced Trading Incorporated. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Good morning. Do we have a show for you? Lots of headlines. It started off slow, but it's rolling now. Number one, Dow Jones stock market on the high, a Fed-induced stock market rally. What's it mean to you, the American farmer? We have some headlines, some soybeans sold, little chatter coming out, little damage control from the Federal Reserve, and a few other headlines. And we want to talk a little bit about the charts and what they mean. My co-host today, none other than Connor B. How are we doing, Tommy? Doing well. I'm in North Dakota. It's extremely warm. I'm hot in this sweatshirt down here in the studio. Had a great meeting yesterday. Lots to talk about. We'll get in that. But first, the headlines, my friend. Stock market, all-time high in the Dow Jones. Who would have thunk it? Absolutely. Seeing stuff about people starting to buy their 40,000 hats, right? We're a long way from 40,000. But we did break 37K. And so, Tommy, uh, news we had kind of on the other side Fed President Williams, New York Fed President Williams, tells CNBC central bank isn't talking about rate cuts, and it is premature to be thinking about a rate cut in March. Damage control. I don't know how much you know about the Fed and politically and how people are in the Fed, but during the press conference, Jay Powell, the head of the Fed, said a question was asked. Would you let the White House influence you? He said, no, no, no. We have to do what we have to do. We have a job to do. Something happened back in March when you and I were at the Commodity Classic. Remember a little bank in California went broke worth 30, oh, yeah. 40 billion dollars. That was the start of when the Fed took their foot off the gas. Remember how violent the markets were then? And there was mm-hmm. all types of things that were tied to that bank. The Fed had raised rates. It actually started hurting banks. They quietly let off the gas. There's some out there saying this is a A Biden pivot is what they call it. And if it wasn't this president, it would be another president doing this because there's an election coming up. And we're going to keep talking about that with an election coming up. Do they want commodity prices high or low? I'd say low. Do they want interest rates high or low? I'd say low. They want to buy votes and they're doing it. They have that much power. Absolutely. And that's what New York Fed president, that's what he's coming and saying. He's saying pump the brakes, right? We got a long way to go. We're not even into 2024. Let's see. We're going to wait before we start talking rate cuts. But the market, Connor, the market already has four quarter points. Producer Joe, there it is. 3.92. Ten-year yield. Five weeks ago, this was a 505. We are down to a 392 damage control coming out of the Fed. If I had to guess, we drift back up towards four to end the year. But time will tell. December 15th. After this Friday, I really feel like today, Friday, I feel like professional traders are leaving the building. We have a holiday week next week. Then we have Christmas to celebrate. Merry Christmas to all of you watching. Happy New Year. After New Year's, you know what it is? Annual pick up your day at the elevator. You remember those days, Connor? <laughs> all too well. Third? All right. What do we all have for grains, well. sir? Yes, sir. First off, we got another sale, 4.9 million bushel to China soybeans and 16.5 million bushels sold to unknown destinations. Good to see, as always. Other thing we got in grain news headlines, I put this up uh, early this morning. 
uh, article Reuters came out with, Biden posted to deliver win for ethanol makers on SAF credits, right? There's a buzzword, Tommy, SAF, sustainable aviation fuel. But here we go. Something we just saw. We got a little more color on it. Uh, they just wrote it about it. Backs ethanol industry on low emission aviation fuel tax credits. What does this mean? It is a good sign, right? We are uh, building demand for ethanol. There is an avenue that we could see to where we could see SAF in there. What I don't want to get ahead of myself on is we have a long way to go to what that rhetoric says, right? We have a long way. They have not defined what the feedstock is. There is still an avenue where they say, yeah, we like uh, uh, SAF, but we're not going to include corn soybeans in that, right? We we, we need to, uh, we're going to see what the White House does. It's a good headline. It's good to see. We got a long way to go before we see ethanol in uh, jet planes. More good news. At my meeting last night, the uh, one of the buyers from, I believe it's Green Plains up there in Spiritwood, North Dakota, she said they need 50, 50 million bushels of soybeans. They're up and going. She said they're 75% owned by ADM and 25% owned by Marathon. If you are a farmer in North Dakota, that is going to help you tremendously. We have hot bids, good good weather to get the trains up and down the PNW. You know, sometimes, Connor, we'd start quick shipping out of the PNW and we get a big snowstorm. It's 42 degrees. The train lines are open. The tracks are running and Green Plains is buying 50, 50 million bushels of soybeans within a hundred, 150 mile circle of North Dakota. The backdrop of this, oh, you're only up there and it's a poor cash market. Things are changing, folks. You need to get educated on how are you going to, who's going to deliver those beans to them in June, July, August, September, and how much are they going to pay? Because you and I know it's expensive to do that. I understand you have a couple of good charts on uh, on a little bit of corn there. Yes, sir. First one, I was going to say, Monday, Tommy, what did we talk about? Corn was range-bound. It is now Friday, and what has changed? Nothing. Nothing. We are still range-bound, and only thing I got is let's look at it instead of looking at 23 old crop or March. Let's look at these 24, right, because we're range-bound. But here's the one good news I want to point to you. We have uh, maintained that $5 level very well. We haven't dipped below $5 D's 24 futures since back to late mid-July. And so as we chop around right on the top end, I'm going to use 520. It's a good round number for where we've really seen the top end. So that's a 20 cent range, right? And something mm-hmm. to watch when we start making, right? Most guys, uh, very long, you know, you're very long looking at 24. Start putting a pencil to it, Tommy. Start looking at what, you know, if we can put a five in front of it, what should you be doing? Right. And the American farmer has a fiduciary duty to do something. They do not have federal crop insurance. So one of the talking points I talked about at the meeting last night was three things that are coming up in the next few months. National pick up your day at the elevator first week of January. That'll change the cash markets and the money flow a little bit. The USDA report in January, it's a big deal. And how can Mm -hmm. you get protected for that Feb crop insurance? We personally think that a March or May short dated option would do someone very good. And this is why at least it would, it may not move right with volatility that low, but this, this group of people up here, Connor, they are really long bushels. Tell you a story. I drove for a mile straight yesterday down route 200 here in North Dakota. And there was corn on the left and the right of me unharvested big crop up here. Elevators are full. Watch for a January surprise out of North Dakota. You heard it here first timestamp that baby. At least those guys have still got crops. At least it's 42 degrees. I guess they might need it to freeze up a little bit. But 
We'll see that. Other thing I got here oh, we, we have go. a I'm question. Hey, here we go. We have, and we have a gift for this question. We got one. Happy Friday. Do you love America? I have an American flag for whoever asked that question. Thanks for asking. Let it shoot. What do we have? Unknown destinations. We should know where every kernel produced is going. Tommy, break this down the difference between knowing where it's China reporting versus unknown destinations, right? What's that mean? It's kind of like giving your kids money. You know someone took it, but you're not sure which kid spent it. In the end, China (laughs) is the master of playing games and a master manipulator and a card player. It must be really nice to be able to buy grain and then decide you don't need it because South America grew a big crop. That's my explanation. I like it a lot more. As we said the other day on the show, I like it a lot better when the boat gets loaded and ships to China, not the flash headlines. Great question. Thank you for asking that. And that's why our research guys, we're going to look at sales there. They look at unshipped sales and what's actually moved to, right? They all factor into it. I like looking at the flash sales, but at the end of the day, it's really just reporting. We're not, unless we see, you know, unless this wheat story, and that's a good thing to bring up on this chart, right? They're, they're, they're fun to talk about looking at the flash sales. Here's something that's fun to talk about for the first time in around 30 years with China buying the soft red winter wheat, right? It's going to overtake hard red winter wheat in exports for the first time in 30 years right uh awesome story a little bit it's going to happen because our uh hrw exports have been pretty terrible but you know we'll see where that goes moving forward so fun fun to look at i always like different um when we see things like this in the market real quick tidbit up here in north dakota uh piles of hard red spring wheat the contract we trade the minneapolis grain exchange poor cash market uh we'll see if that changes let's talk about uh whoever asked that question thank you email us at info at atipromedia.com or of course you can call us at 1-855-737-FARM to claim your american flag this thing is a beauty it's a 30 dollar flag I should ask myself a question so I can get a flag. It's that beautiful. (laughs) Connor, I talked to the people last night at the meeting, and I told them one simple thing. Futures and options are very scary, and not selling grain is very scary, too. But we're here every day at 9 a.m. to deliver the information, and we're going to keep doing it live at 9. I think we're doing the best we can with what we have. My favorite part of doing this is working with you and the others and everyone involved in this, but I love how the headlines come out. I love driving to work and saying, we're going to tell people what happened today, not what happened yesterday. Producer Absolutely. Joe, Connor, great week. Finish it up. Joe, I am like four feet from my mouse. You're going to have to roll your favorite sister-in-law. <laughs> Connor, anything else you want to say? No, no. Great show. Good week, Tommy. Let's do it again next week. See you, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We're here every day, 9 a.m. Central. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you next time.